Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. I am Ben. I'm an audiologist and I founded Treble Health. I'm here today excited to share three tinnitus success stories, three case studies of individuals that I've personally worked with via telehealth to manage tinnitus and promote habituation. The main thing we want to remember about how to get better with tinnitus, whether I've had it for one week, one month, or one year, is that habituation is the best way to get better. Whether you are working on therapy with a therapist, whether you're working on sound therapy with devices in the ears, whether you're practicing mindfulness with meditation. In reality, most of us who do habituate, who get better, use some combination of those tools. All of those tools are promoting neuroplasticity. They're promoting healthy brain changes. And that leads to habituation of the signal of tinnitus. So whatever... I encourage someone to try, it's to promote habituation and healthy brain changes. So the first case study that I'll mention, their name for for the, the purpose of this presentation, their name is Julia, and they developed tinnitus and sound sensitivity in February 2021. The sound sensitivity and the tinnitus were a big problem because other sounds were making it almost intolerable. And Julia needed, my patient needed to use earplugs in almost everyday normal situations. Her tinnitus awareness was 80% of the time. Her tinnitus annoyance level was 50% of the time. And the tinnitus volume was six out of 10 volume. And this was after having it for a few months. Now I'm sure some of you can relate to feeling poor sleep, some days good, some days bad, having trouble with concentration, looking for ways to manage the stress and anxiety with the sound and the noise in the head, as well as for Julia, in this case, the sound sensitivity issues where everyday sounds like her air conditioner, a car, water running, dishes, silverware was triggering a loud reaction to sound. So what did Julia do for the next six to 12 months? Well, she followed a system that included one-on-one coaching for how to promote neuroplasticity, as well as personalized sound relief devices worn on the ears for sound therapy. Those two things are what we see. Those are what my colleagues and I, audiologists who specialize and enjoy working with tinnitus patients, that's what we see as the consistent thread that helps people get better. And that's the best treatment we have. We don't have something better than that. There's research going into the different things. Nothing yet is compelling, strong enough, impactful enough to tell you that anything different, the best treatment of tinnitus is one that uses one-on-one neuroplasticity coaching. In my opinion, the best professional for that is an audiologist well-trained in tinnitus and who is empathetic and who understands basics of psychology, right? That plus personalized sound relief or sound therapy. So that looks different for different people. For Julia, her and I were meeting on a biweekly or monthly basis for a period of six to 12 months. We were also setting up ear level sound therapy devices that were producing sound. And that can be hearing aids program for sound therapy. 
That can be something called ear level sound generators. It can also be things that are not worn on the ears. However, the best practice, the gold standard, but what I encourage people to go for if you can would be devices on the ears. So that's what Julia did. And over time, slowly, uncomfortably, but actually she started to notice first her sound sensitivity wasn't as harsh. Granted, she had a few months of intense anxiety, stress, insomnia, not sure if she would get better. That's a common feeling. I don't know if this will work for me. Well, trust me, it works for most people. So again, whether you're one week into this, one month, one year, or three years, there's some degree of healthy brain changes that are possible. And I'm saying that with confidence because I've seen it over and over. This is not one case. I've seen it over and over. And we know as professionals, this is real and this can happen. To what degree your brain can habituate tinnitus, that is variable and somewhat hard to predict. But we know if we give all the tools, all the resources, we're giving yourself the best, the best chance. And it's a strong chance. All right. So again, with Julia here, over the months, she went from the awareness of tinnitus, 80%, annoyance of tinnitus, 50% of waking hours, volume of tinnitus, perception, six out of 10. And after about six months, her awareness changed from 80% to 40%. And her annoyance changed from 50% of waking hours to 20% of waking hours. And her volume, which used to be stable at a six out of 10, had now become a baseline at around a four or a five and occasional spikes, which would, which would bring it to a seven or an eight. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. So what we see there is a marginal but real improvement of symptoms over a six-month period after promoting habituation, right? If Julia did nothing, didn't work with a professional, didn't use sound therapy, just tried to tough it out, she would probably have gotten some degree better because habituation happens for most people, whether we're trying or not. It's a natural brain phenomenon. What can we do to speed it up? What can we do? Not so much. It's a slow process. What can we do to promote it? Neuroplasticity, having individual sessions with a well-trained audiologist, using sound therapy consistently, focusing on mindfulness, focusing on overall holistic health. That's what we see. That's what I see as pushing the needle forward of how quickly, how much better can you get? So again, that's six months after Julia started. And I had the, the great opportunity to work with her on a monthly basis for another six months. And recently uh, in a appointment we had, she shared that her hyperacusis is completely gone. And it happened so slowly and so gradually that it was almost hard for her to acknowledge that, yeah, she can go to the grocery store. She can drive in the car. She can be around louder noises, cars driving by. And she's not sensitive to those sounds anymore. There's two kinds of sound sensitivity. One is a physiological sound sensitivity. And that's similar to, oh, if I have a migraine, this light is too sensitive. My brain is just re reacting hypersensitively to it. That's the true hyperacusis. Okay. That's sound sensitivity. Now, parallel to that, there's the fear and the resistance and the discomfort of psychological sound sensitivity, meaning because I'm afraid this is going to spike my tinnitus or because I'm, I've had bad experiences around those kinds of sounds. I start to have fear, anxiety or about the sounds. And so you see here, there's, there's two components to hyperacusis. Regardless, after 12 months of using sound therapy and going through this process, Julia does not have hyperacusis anymore. That can happen. Hyperacusis can go from intense to gone, essentially cured. 
Now she's wondering if the tinnitus will get lower than where it is now. As I said earlier, hovering between a four out of five volume, definitely closer to that habituated state, still not there yet, still has room to go, still has time on her side. So that's case study number one. And to me, the important message here is what did Julia commit to having consistency to her program and using sound therapy consistently? That was her experience as well as the work that she had to do because it was not it was not just the sessions. It was not just using devices. Obviously, she did a lot of work and had a lot of willpower to push through that. Now I'm going to switch to case study number two. And case study number two here, we will call Mary. So Mary had tinnitus, which was there for about eight years and came about during a time when there was some family difficulties. There was health concerns and anxiety uh, around her mother, Mary being a a uh, middle-aged woman herself, her older mother was going through some health concerns that created some stress and anxiety. And that's when tinnitus showed up. Now, six years in the future, she she'd been living with this low-level tinnitus. It wasn't that loud, but that but she'd been living with it for a while. And then uh, December 2019, her tinnitus got much louder. Well, that created the realization that she wanted to do something about it. She was She was giving a lot of energy to it. She was having trouble with it. It got louder in 2019 and it stayed that way for about two years. And that's when she consulted us and i worked with her for about four months. And so she had a louder degree of tinnitus for about two years and she had some slight age-related hearing loss and her tinnitus was a problem because it affected her concentration. She was very bothered uh, about its presence. She was bothered and, uh, and frustrated that it was there all the time. One of her main questions was, will this get worse? I'm hanging on now, but I don't know if I can hang on if it gets worse. She was aware of it some of the time. She was annoyed by it a little bit of the time. And she reported the volume was a seven out of 10. Okay. So she was putting attention to the problem and felt like it just got bigger. Uh, she had to stop thinking about negative associations. That was part of her process. She was focused on a holistic path of nutrition and getting good sleep and taking care of her mental health. She was using sound therapy. She, she chose to use um, a sound machine that inside of her room, inside of her house, and a sound oasis sound machine during the day when it was relatively quiet and she wasn't working. And after four months, as I said, I hear back from her that she doesn't react to tinnitus anymore, that when she hears it, it doesn't bother her, but the volume hasn't changed. Well, this is showing that habituation happened to some degree in a four month period. And what Mary did was have individual one-on-one -on -one coaching about how to promote neuroplasticity and consistency. She did work herself, as I said, and she was using sound therapy as well during the days. The reason I'm sharing this story is because some of us in the community have had tinnitus for years and wonder, can I still show improvements? even if I've had it for two years, three years, et cetera. And my story here is if improvements to your tinnitus means you don't react to it as much, you don't hear it as often, and it doesn't bother you as often, then yes, you can absolutely improve even if you've had tinnitus for years. The volume may or may not change. Again, that's hard to predict. In Mary's case, she was satisfied because she did feel better. But for some of us, we would say, oh, well, if the volume's the same, then what do you mean you got better? And that's the subtle nuance of habituation that the volume can stay the same. Your bothered reaction response 
how much it affects you, how often of your day are you thinking about it or even aware of it, that can fluctuate up and down a lot. So hopefully that story is inspiring. Hopefully that story makes you realize that uh, the brain can promote this habituation no matter where you are on the on the journey, on the process. Sure, if Mary developed loud tinnitus and then the next day she started working with us, I'm sure she would have seen more improvement. That's just typically what happens on average. Uh, but still, this is real and I'm happy to share this story. The third case study here is Matt. So Matt developed tinnitus four years prior and it was a relatively low level tinnitus, quieter, not too obtrusive, not too loud. In March 2021, about one year ago, he developed a major spike to his tinnitus. And he's not exactly sure why. There was a few things that was happening. There were some medical things going on. He was feeling ill for a bit of time. And sort of out of nowhere, there was a major spike to tinnitus in both ears. It was affecting his sleep. He was recommended clonazepam, mainly related to anxiety, which is a benzodiazepine, an anti-anxiety medication to help individuals you know, settle their mind, settle their mind a bit so that we can get good sleep and let our body heal. He was having trouble focusing at work as he worked a job that requires him to focus on a lot of numbers and computations. It was hard for him to stay focused. The time that he reached out to us at Tribal Health, I wrote some notes that he said his awareness of tinnitus was 80% of the day. His annoyance level of tinnitus was 50% of the day. And his average volume was a six or a seven. His major fear was, will this get worse? I don't know if I can manage this, if it gets any louder. He had some sound sensitivity in the past where dishes and cell phones were, were just a little too much. And he had some sensitivity to them. But overall, his main problem was tinnitus and specifically concentration and sleep. So I had the opportunity to work with Matt over a six-month period. And I explained at the beginning that if you commit to long-term habituation and doing what you can day by day, week by week, month by month, things do get better. The purpose of having a one-on-one -on -one guide or an audiologist who can provide therapy, counseling, guidance, coaching is to make that process a more clear path to have guidance. And I'll put it this way. One patient once explained to me, hey, this, this process with tinnitus is hard. It's frustrating. It's intense. But when I have someone that I'm working with that can guide me through it and at least explain the ups and the downs and what I can expect, it makes it a little easier. For Matt, I was his audiologist. I was the one providing the counseling, providing the support, asking the right questions, getting him on track. And then he also had combination devices, which are hearing aids on the ears that work for tinnitus and some slight degrees of hearing loss. Because many of us in this community, if we get a hearing test, it shows that there's some degree of change to hearing, meaning hearing aids program for tinnitus are the best sound therapy option, the gold standard hands down. So we set Matt up for that. He had them in his ears and he wore them consistently, he had a very positive experience with them, hearing aids program for tinnitus using sound therapy consistently, getting them, getting it set up on the right protocol. And then he was on his path. I don't want to make it seem like it was smooth and easy from day one, because in all these cases I'm sharing, the first few months of committing to this program were not a home run. Aha, I'm so much better. It takes time. It takes time. So the sound therapy protocols, the neuroplasticity, the mindfulness, when we're doing all of that together, 
it takes weeks or months to really manifest as I'm feeling better. I'm feeling different. So that's another message here is to not give up and keep with, keep with a program that you started the one that is based in science and professional expertise. So he was also doing yin yoga meditation. He was taking managing anxiety related to tinnitus very seriously. He felt like during the day, things were getting a little better. During the evenings, things were really tough. He stopped using the anti-anxiety medication, and that was a process to get off of that, as that can be challenging. He was using, again, meditation, yin yoga, for him, tai chi, which is a calming relaxation, mind-body movement practice. His anxiety was getting significantly better. He still had the tinnitus, but when the anxiety was better and he was off the medication, he was feeling more equipped and able to, to manage the tinnitus, despite it being the same volume at that time, which was about two months after we started. Now I'm looking at notes for, from about three or four months after we started and quote, I feel like a new man. If I look back a few months, the anxiety and focus on tinnitus is much less. He was still using sound therapy for most hours of the day. And clearly his brain was showing signs of defocusing from the tinnitus and allowing it to habituate in the brain. So there was room for improvement over this process where sometimes he was having trouble staying motivated, doing the Tai Chi that he, want, that he wanted to do, having an evening pre-sleep routine, practicing a meditation in the morning, consistently using hearing aids with sound therapy. That takes work. That's not easy. And that's, that's not a passive thing. All of those take commitment and willpower. And he did stay motivated through the process. As I said at the beginning, he had some slight sound sensitivity to dishes and cell phones that went away. That was completely gone after three or four months. And he said he's a lot better than when we initially started. And he was happy that there was a program in place. So at the beginning, he said the awareness of tinnitus was 80% of waking hours and the annoyance level was 50% during waking hours. Six months later, after having one-on-one -on -one neuroplasticity coaching with me, and using hearing aids with sound therapy consistently, his awareness went from 80% to 10%. His annoyance level went from 50% to 5%. And the average volume went from six or seven out of 10 to two or four out of 10 on average. His sleep was back to normal. He still hears tinnitus. It's softer. The hearing aids were great. And the sound therapy was very helpful. So the last notes from his case are that now he goes days without hearing his tinnitus. He's still doing sound therapy, still using the hearing aids. And overall, he represents a success story where within a six to 12 month period of consistency, it is possible. It is quite possible to reduce the perception and habituate his tinnitus in a very real way. One that impacts him, his ability to do his job, his family, et cetera. So I'm very proud and happy to share those success stories here because they represent hope. They represent a new path forward. And I'm the kind of person that wants to share practical, easy to implement tools and techniques and advice. If we break away the mystery and the complexity and the anxiety and the stress of tinnitus, there can be a pathway forward that's simple relatively manageable. It does take time. It does take a lot of work. All of the case studies I shared, those individuals themselves did most of the work. I was the guide. They were the ones who were showing up every day consistently. So with that, I wanted to share this video. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson, founder of treblehealth.com. And we have created programs which are designed to help people through this process. It's been an honor to guide people. And if you want to 
learn any more, you can visit us by searching Tribal Health. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.